Hi everyone, welcome back to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. <laughs> Should we change our voices? <laughs> We've been doing it long enough. Hello, oh, mate. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, mate. Welcome back to TVI. <laughs> I actually sounded a bit like, uh, and this isn't a criticism, he's an old schoolmate. I mean, he's been on, but Francis Foster when I did that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he always mate. reminds me of Roland Rat. <laughs> not looking, Francis, not looking. Um, Smelling. Not really. Uh, <laughs> anyway, shout out to Francis, who are... Um, sp- spent five years at school with probably longer actually um, anyway um, welcome back to TBI this week we're joined by comedian, podcaster um, and organ donor Jarla Regan. that's a talk- CV isn't it that is a CV, we talk about all three of those things we talk about his podcast and uh, with, uh, some people he's chatted to and uh, yeah we did, We get. We actually talk about the, the him donating a kidney to his brother four years ago. It's an amazing story. Um, yeah, so it's really, it's a good episode. He's a lovely nice man to chat, chat to. Yes. Videos on Patreon. Videos on uh, Patreon, as are extra catch-ups. Um, regular patrons know. There's, I mean, if, if, you're, if you sign up now, you've got, I'm trying to think how many extra catch-up episodes they'll have to work back through. Must be 30. Two at least. Not really. <laughs> 30, I reckon. There's way more than 30. You reckon? I reckon there's about 50. And it might be, actually. We were do- At one point, we were doing three a week. Count yeah, do. Because, I mean, that, we, that was too much. But um, we um, there's a nice little one went up the other day. Oh, we've been do- oh shit. We've been doing that. Sorry. We've been, <laughs> we've been doing What's it for um, my vape calling over. Uh, we've been okay. doing it for a year now, I think, haven't Fucking we? Now, Yeah, there is probably is. Yeah, that's... um. Anyway, so if you sign up... And we're doing a get-together, Easter Monday. Easter Monday. Um, 11 a.m. British Standard Time. 11 a.m., maybe 12 uh, p.m., just uh, because yeah. we, I, I, need, I can't work out how the clocks are changing. The clocks are changing yeah. in the UK this weekend. And okay. then they're changing in Australia next weekend, or vice versa. And I, I physically, we're going back. We're going back, are we? And I think we're going forward. I, I can't work it out. Well, so we'll know in in the next few days. We'll work it out because I can get my head around it. But at the minute, I genuinely, I've tried to wrap my brains around it and can't work out the time. <laughs> you need a quantum physicist yeah. to go through it. So it'll be basically Easter Monday, eleven or twelve lunchtime ish. You know, late or a brunch time. We're gonna have a little get together with our patrons where we sit around and just chat for an hour it's really fun they're always very nice there's no pressure to chat there's no pressure to have a camera on if you're nervous but if you want to just join in then feel free just have a good old chat mate yeah um so anyway that's it you there uh keep back and enjoy us chatting to jala three again Yes, we are recording. Welcome back to TVI. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean here. Hi. And guest. The first guest ever in 106 episodes, I think, um, to be eating a rich tea biscuit at the (laughs) start of the podcast. Like, I don't think I've... So unprecedented. It's unprecedented. It's, this is this is the most unprecedented thing that's happened in the last year. Um, it's because I've not seen anyone go for a rich tea 
in yeah. I genuinely reckon a decade. Mm. I would go along with that. And I, I would I wouldn't have had a rich tea in a decade. <laughs> oh, is it a new Except, thing? It's a, if you just exhausted I, your on, biscuit your lockdown biscuit supply. Yeah, run, no, I'm on Lent dry. doing Lent this year. Oh, I'm not a and like Jesus Catholic. did. You you're just yeah. eating rich tea biscuits. Yeah. I just thought it was a great like forty days and forty nights without junk. Right. And I allowed myself rich tea because that's how crap of a biscuit they are. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's so like they it's go quite, under the radar. It's the most Catholic biscuit. I think you can <laughs> if you had to pick a Catholic biscuit, a rich tea sums it up. It's yeah. It's I mean, they're so I weirdly though, whenever I've had them in adulthood. You want I another like, one, don't you? Straight they're away. They're actually really more very Moorish. Yeah, but I think just um, like every Catholic, it's very easy to dirty them up. You can get a, yeah. a Nutella. Oh, the classic that on there Nutella sandwich. Or... That was that was a real. Is that an Irish thing? Because I'm sure I grew up doing in I my think. household. There was yeah, but a bit of Nutella between two rich teas to and call it a dessert. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's That's Irish pudding. Claiming stuff. But Irish people are always claiming that uh, British people are claiming our actors and any successes. But we do claim things like that. Yeah, rich tea sandwiches. <laughs> That's us. <laughs> Weak. That. One claiming that. <laughs> um, so what? Yeah. So you do. So you're do. Lent is a. You're not. You're not practicing Catholic or anything. No. No. And I just really thought it's that time of year, right? It just lands just in time. For you to be like, oh, oh, I really need a break from everything. Yeah. And I was like 40 days, 40 nights without any junk in my system. No junk food at all. No drink. No nothing. Yeah, nothing. Uh, no, uh, no, no real refined sugar or chocolate. And um, is that the deal with Lent then? What What's the deal? It's not. I mean, it's not Ramadan, is it? Like no. Ramadan, they don't eat anything. <laughs> they yeah. water. So I think it was fully like when I was growing up, it was fully to give up one thing. And the thing was to pick the thing that would be a real killer for you. Yeah. Whatever it was that you knew you couldn't do without to do that. That was always what the teachers were pushing you to do. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I just pretend I really like something that I don't like. <laughs> we all did that once. Oh, yeah, I can't yeah. have any more peanuts <laughs> not one any more fruit and veg not one. any more sorry why i'm bread. living on monster munch and m&ms um <laughs> weirdly it's okay long before my vegan days i reckon it was probably about 2001 2002 i um i gave up meat for lent and it was so easy i remember just thinking i thought that's it's really easy um, which was sort of, but then it didn't make me go the full hog for a, another decade. But I remember it was a real moment of going like, it's you know that if that if that's not if it's not a struggle, then you, it proves you don't really need it. Yeah, yeah. But how, so, how far how far are we into it, it now? Well, two weeks to go, less than no. When's it? Easter Sunday is the fourth. But also, and this is the big this is the big thing that's happened in my life since I've been talking to you guys. Is about in about August. I was like, well, I'm never exercising now. I've realized I'm now, I'm not, other than, you know, the basics, 
I'm just not exercising at all. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. You're, you're jogging you're a lot, are you? No. You've... Well, this was the thing. I was like, I would, I can't go hot yoga, which would have been my thing. And I, I would have done other bits and bobs. But I was like, I'd love to get out running. It seems to be the only, the only thing. But uh, everyone my age and our kind of uh, uh, physical uh, ability, <laughs> let's say, knows that if i run i'll be injured tomorrow yeah yeah that, that's just how it works that's you're agreeing You're ill tomorrow to be sick <laughs> or to need to it's like agreeing to pay a physio that that's just what's going to happen next so i uh rang this irish olympian who's been on my show sonia sullivan i mean i saw i saw that she was on your podcast that is i mean that's such a cool guest to have she i i have such vivid memories of watching her in the olympics 100 percent, man it was so weird what she was was so weird to see an irish woman like Mm. dominating a, a distance sport kicking arse and taking names and like fully dominating like yeah absolutely and i I know it's not it's not a racist like sort of concept but like you know distant sports historically in the what in the modern era are dominated by well yeah by very specific african countries yeah like it's not it's it's just the nature of it i actually read i've read i read a book that talks about one of the sort of some of one of the studies where they tried to work out why one specific area of kenya has got such a high amount of athletes but um but yeah, she in in an era like that, suddenly you've got this tall, pasty tall, Irish woman, pasty <laughs> Irish woman, running away from him. Absolutely, and she was also spectacular. Like running can be so boring to watch. Oh god, but yeah, it was spectacular because she had this kick around the last bend, like you just knew she was loaded up. It was like a yeah, boxer yeah. with the punch ready to go. Her uh, yeah, and like yeah, literally, she she just take off and. Uh, she anyway became a friend. She lives in Australia now, Carl. She actually is Melbourne based. Is she? Yeah. Ah. And uh, I rang race. her and I was like, if I could, I run. Say <laughs> so I should race her. <laughs> yeah. Give her a shout. Let's do it now. Meet you at Sunday oh, Road no. and just hang the phone. <laughs> Oh, yeah so i gave her a ring and i said look do you think i could run and she was like 100 percent." and i said yeah well you would say that but i'm asking you the question if i go running can you prevent me from getting injured she's like a thousand percent a thousand percent everyone does it wrong i'll tell you how to do it right and since august i went from not being able to run around the corner to running like 10k most days what are some of the tips yeah well i mean it, it, really give us the abridged version Obviously yeah wanna, let's we go don't wanna... short on version. grass can i guess short. first on grass so, is that one no use no, your uh, hip although yeah she did she did say you want to change surfaces a bit but mainly it's getting that male ego out of your head right? impossible for me so <laughs> uh, there that must be Help another way <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I'll just put a phone down a ring somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. I've just been chatting about fucking Sonia O'Sullivan. She doesn't know what she's talking about, mate. <laughs> yeah, she asked me to stop broad, being me. Take the phone up. <laughs> yeah. She basically said, stop telling yourself I can, I'm going to run this far and I'm oh, going to totally. show everybody. That... She was just like, just start with the smallest amount that makes you, that 
you feel happy with she's right. like it's just so simple so she's like none tonight <laughs> yeah some she said first night walk it she said walk it and then right. if you can I get to the point where you go i'm gonna run a few steps here yeah run that and then go back to walking so she literally took me from like zero <laughs> it's so funny on the on the uh on the Strava app that everybody uses. Oh, yeah, I signed there's up a, that one. There's a graph of your, yeah, there's a graph of your fitness over time. And mine since August. <laughs> it makes me wonder what I was doing prior to August. Apparently my fitness it's since August lining. has gone up 5,000%. No. Holy yeah. shit. Absolutely bananas. I can't believe it. It is that. I mean, that's my problem with running. I go through periods where I run semi-regularly, but I the mo- I just always fuck myself up because the, mm. the first time I run a decent 5K, the next time I do it, I'm like, right, I'm going to fucking shave five minutes off that. <laughs> and I just try and get carried away. And I end up just in so yeah. much agony or I, I, twi- I twinge something or I turn my ankle yeah. And it's just pointless. Like, yeah, I've, I'm, it's a hundred percent rate of doing yeah, well, that in your, my life. Yeah, and that's your body going too much, Carl. You need yeah. to. She's just like the general rule of thumb is no more than ten percent increase in mileage each week. So right. you're literally yeah. take some discipline. It's such a sen- sensible way to go about it, and there was a bit of some better longevity with it as well. Yeah, yeah. And look yeah. here. Here's the thing. And like. Look, our heads are all fucked up from how we were coached as kids, most of us, right? Because you didn't go and do things, play things, or take part in physical activity to feel good. Yeah, you yeah. took part to fucking win, destroy <laughs> everyone, kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't about no. No coach ever said to you at the end. Now, do you feel good about yourselves, lads? Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. endorphin levels in your brain. Yeah, you know. yeah. yeah. I was, no but I was, um, I was a, I was a fat teen. Uh, so my issue is my, I don't, I don't have any sort of sporting prowess from my teens to compare against. So I'm always mm. going like, well, now let's see what I can do. Now I'm not a fat yeah, teenager. Yeah. Like I yeah, used to yeah, get, yeah. Um, I, I once got busted. We'd had cross country running. And I got busted getting a bus. <laughs> That's how bad I was. I was such a, just like, I thought, I'm just going to fuck it. I'll just sneak off, get a bus down to the other end. <laughs> just me and a couple of mates just got busted <laughs> by the te- by like the, the sort of stewards, uh, teachers. They just they just saw us get off like the 200 bus or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but it was, that was how lazy I was as a teenager. I had no, no, no interest at all in any exercise. It's so funny, isn't it? Because like, there's so many things that you look back on that you had no interest in then that you like, you can't even associate yourself with that person in so many ways. No. Just going, well, 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 why was I into that? Like Tina said to me the other day, my wife, Tina said, somebody put up this video on TikTok of uh, a woman shuddering over and over again. And uh, it was her remembering the number of times that she'd watched boys play video games. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like in a flat watching lads play video games and i definitely subjected tina to a bit of that pga golf (laughs) (laughs) she's watching me play pga golf for hours with other boys and i was like what was i doing like she pointed this out she's like what was i doing what do you look back on from your youth julian where you go 
what the fuck was that all about? Everything. I, mean, I would say <laughs> probably the series of crimes that were committed <laughs> between the age of 12 and 18. I think it's a rare teenager that that enjoy like that does it for the fitness isn't it do you think also i would say in terms of like never trust anyone who looks back on their youth fondly not what i mean by that is yeah i think we've talked about it on here before but like you know people that sort of peaked at school that was when they were the king of the school they were the fittest person they were the most popular person then people become the most depressed people in their 40s because life doesn't live up to their their first 18 years so they had the best time yeah, they were in their a lives. big fish in a small pond and then totally. suddenly they're 100 and suddenly yeah. they're just a middle manager in a shit job and they can't oh. live with it and they just they constantly hark back to being a, a 17 year old when they were the king and like i'd much rather rather have been yeah i was i was relatively popular i was sort of i had loads of mates at school but i was still the chubby one i wasn't popular with girls i wasn't but i you know mm. i sort of I was, I was a laugh. I had a laugh, but you know, I didn't. It, I didn't blossom until my probably, I'd say, like into my twenties. That's so important, though, to be having a laugh in school, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that was my I, what is I wish I was more academic. You know, I do was... wish I stu- I do really wish I studied. Yeah. Like since I'm helping my kids homeschool and that, I actually really enjoy it. Like I enjoy maths, GCSE, and learning all the all the different subjects. Yeah. In school, that is the lo- that wasn't even on the list of my priorities. Yeah, but that's, that's also because last. you're doing it now as a thing to help your kids, and then you yeah, that's definitely you forced to do it. That's what I, my issue with school was yeah. always that I hated being told what to do, so I'd just be yeah, like, exactly. I'm going to do the bare minimum. <laughs> but, I always um, felt like, what's the point? I was just always like, what's the point? Like you're just going to give me more homework. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> what yeah. mean, what's the point in school? In the sense of like, what's the point in life? No, I'm fully. Yeah. I was like, I just couldn't feel, stop feeling like it was a hamster wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It never, there was, you know, the way you you do view your life now as some sort of straight line with, you know, things that you're trying to get to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the school is just like, it's, yeah, and, it's and just, now we do it again. Oh, it's monotonous. <laughs> you're like, the same off. thing every day, five every days a week. Every day. <laughs> fuck you it, it made me shit, so right? mad i was like use your fucking imagination to make this more interesting for us they're like yes. you need to fucking work harder like make me work harder yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. teachers were so bad though like if you get a good teacher it changes the games isn't it but, yeah like yeah. i had some awful teachers man I well, mean, look, there's what? so many awful comics. There's awful doctors. There's awful. <laughs> Don't bring me into it, man. <laughs> He's right here, man. Jesus, uh, <laughs> it is mad, isn't it? That there's just so many people that shouldn't be teaching. I know. Your kids. And as you get older, so... your, your mates become like a teachers, and they're all doing coke at the weekend, and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is what teachers were doing. And they're telling me off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm a fucking um, angel. I know. Um, hang on a sec, yeah. just quickly. If you're um, Julian, your mic sounds sounds quite muffled all of a sudden. It's gone quite. Is, is that is that? Can you hear that, Charlotte? Or is that just? Mm-hmm. Hello, hello. Yeah, now hello. it sounds good. What did you do? Maybe the lead came out a tad. Were you fiddling with it? A little tad, yeah, but I'm not now. <laughs> you, you went into teacher mode there, Carl. Yeah. Are you fiddling with it? <laughs> um, Julian, be got, honest. 
Julian's got OCD and uh, he does fiddle with stuff and I can tell when he's done something that is caused to put some gloves on or something. Did you guys watch that uh, Nate Bergazzi special on Netflix that just came uh, out? I've had three people in the last week recommend it to me. I've um, not seen his great. new one. I've oh, seen great. Some of his old stuff. But also I'm just really happy to see a special that was filmed in these times. Uh, what, so how was it filmed? What's what's the um... open air in Las Vegas? Okay, because uh, yeah. I saw. Have you yeah. watched? I've Cabaret watched Brian Regan's, which was filmed open air. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah. great. great! Fucking great! I fun. love Brian Regan. Yeah, I'd never watched him uh, before, and uh, I watched. Oh, so good! It's so funny. So good. so good. He did I, the Leicester Square Theatre a couple of years ago. Did he? Mm. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I did it in quarantine. My name is Brian Regan. Just as a side note, that's my uh, that's my actual name. Is That's so your you actual my, name. It's Jonathan Middle mm, Name. Jonathan Middle Name. My parents decided two weeks in. He's not a Brian. This guy's oh, really? a Charlotte. <laughs> I was going to say. I thought you might have done that thing where you picked your middle name when you got into no. comedy because of Brian. It was my parents, and it you know made life very difficult having a passport that said Brian on it instead. Brian, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It's you don't like meet many Brian now. Yeah, it's, it's um, a comedy name. You put Brian into a script. Yeah, it is. It's a. <laughs> Um, in quarantine, we did this thing where, every, like, because you have to have in quarantine, you need things to fill your day. We had a like, so we had certain things at breakfast time and that, and then we had this afternoon thing at about three p.m. every day. We'd watch a, sta- a stand-up special because I've got this old thing that I never watch stand-up specials on Netflix or anything. Like, I don't like. I don't, I've never really enjoyed them because I, I, I love watching it live. Yeah. Um, but it turns out I've just. I think that's probably from about five, six years ago. And actually, I've probably grown since then. And I now can just kick back and watch it and put my feet up. So we watched mm. loads. And uh, yeah, Brian Regan, I'd never seen before. I watched lo- a few others. But uh, do you know the best one I saw, who I've never watched any of her stand-up? Um, Let me I, guess. I only know her from Kirby Enthusiasm. Wanda Sykes. Okay. Oh. Wanda Sykes' last special is the funniest hours show I've seen in about fucking three years or something. It's brilliant. She's a killer. Absolute She's a stone killer. cold killer. Like she killer. smashes. Wanted in all fifty states. Yeah. Oh man. 100%. Like it she's is. like the kind of killer that Jerry Seinfeld describes, like Joan Rivers being. That yeah, 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 yeah. She could kill on a cruise ship. Yeah. She could kill in a casino. <laughs> <laughs> you take her to a. And it's, fu- it's got everything. Uh, it's silly. It's oh, dumb. Good. It's like the topical. Physicality of it. Oh man. Yeah, and she's, she's just got bones. funny bones. Yeah. I I couldn't yeah. believe I'd never seen her before. Obviously, I know of her. I know she's a legend, but I just never watched it. And like, I was watching this special, just crying, man. So would you? Would you? Would you? I would, I'm surprised that you wouldn't have watched because I would have thought that you would be hoping to film one yourself. So to me, I always regarded it as like study. I've yeah, never, yeah, I've so never had that. So I've never like back thought and of it watched as that. It. Um, yeah. No, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not. It, I, it, there's no. I've, I've always just like in the past. Basically, I tell you what it was. I got burnt a few times, not by the, the stand-up shows being bad, but just by my own lack of enjoyment of it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, like what happened was about <laughs> you were heckling them about seven or eight years ago. You know, I remember like everyone was like, "You've got to watch the Louis C.K. special or something like that." And I'd watch it and I'd be like, this guy is clearly very good at what he's doing. But I just wasn't enjoying it as much as people were saying. And it happened with every of the big names. Weirdly, the only mm. one I remember, and I remember because I listened to it first as an album, was Norm MacDonald's album from about eight or nine years ago. Yeah, I listened so to that as an album and was crying. But, you know, when I went to watch it, it wasn't as, I didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. I feel what like if I'm lame? listening, 
I can lie. I, I watched weird Mulaney. We watched one of John Mulaney's in quarantine, and it was very good. But I just think that I think I basically watched a couple that didn't live up to what other people said because I was sitting there. Yeah, they talked about it like, and I can imagine how good it was in the room. But I'm sitting on my sofa watching it, going like on my own, just going, "All right, is it? I can't. Mm. This is all right, isn't it?" So I just thought it's not for me watching specials. I'll wait till they're in the country or something, and then yeah. It's changed now. I can now I can watch them, and it's, maybe it's just something. I well, had you to know past, that I just uh, put out a special. You guys uh, are bringing this up because you know I just put out a special, right? Absolutely. I mean, that <laughs> wasn't wasn't the case, but let's go with that line of questioning. <laughs> I do actually know you've put one out. Didn't you put one out? Didn't it go out first to your patrons of your? That's right. Podcast, I mean, I did, yes, you I guys did. know better than anyone. The patrons get everything first. They have yes. to, especially <laughs> now that they. Thank you, are, our boss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what well, um, just. Yeah, because our patrons tend to get the unedited video yeah. of... Because often, well, not say often, every few episodes, we tend to snip a bit out, maybe. Not even. We've only audio. done it a handful of times, I suppose, haven't True. we? Yeah. But, so, I mean, yeah. actually, the last episode was the only one, I think, we had to snip something from both the audio and I, the I patron video. Snipping. I would recommend snipping, because then the people that listen... Are like, oh fuck! I wonder what I missed. Yeah, you're right. We do, we do drop names. That FOMO. If we name a comic on here, um, we don't name them. But yeah, then on I, I often bleep names, yeah. and then the patrons get the get the name when we sort of not bad mouth somebody, but when we tell a story that might not be the most flattering the of a comedian. It's the juicy stuff, though. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I. I look. People that are your patrons are the quality people. Like, this is the reality of it. This is true. People that are patrons for my show. I, I was desperate to make a stand-up special because I knew they'd paid for it. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. They, they made it. Like, they, yes. this was theirs. They're, they they put they paid everybody who did that show. The cameraman, the support act. Yeah, So yeah. they got it, like, six months early and Boy. were able to watch it as many times as they like and download it and keep it. Oh, that's great. And... It, it honestly it boosted numbers and people were like oh this is great because i wouldn't ever get you never come to australia anymore yeah yeah that was it, like it was special and now it's obviously available everywhere to stream from the most irish streaming service ever the rte player is it <laughs> on rte okay cool yeah yeah <laughs> so if you have the rte player you can watch it anywhere in the world now for for free but um, that's the deal right one thing I, I did a I I, I was going to say I used our patrons, but actually, you know, it's, it, this is what I like about the whole Patreon thing, is you it does create this little two way street where, <laughs> like, because I'm doing my I start my show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival tomorrow, so th this will be this will be going out after that's already happened. Amazing. But I, I've collated loads of material during lockdown that I've done on Zoom gigs. I did them um, uh, bits in London when things opened up in the summer. You know, so I've got enough material for a show but i didn't have any idea what order to do it or anything so i did a preview on zoom for patrons while in quarantine and it was great you know it was like Amazing. they were lovely and they were because they're a they, they know comedy they were they're a comedy literate audience and it yeah, basically they was they and it just so they got to watch a preview of a show that they wouldn't be able to see because i'm in australia and i got to basically workshop a whole show on a bunch of people that i trust their judgment and it was like, oh, this, this is because this could never have happened before. This is like never, the future, never. isn't it? I remember doing a, 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 an economics festival. It was an economics comedy festival in Kilkenny. So it's on in all the venues that the Cat Laughs takes place in. It's called Kilkenomics. And this is like 10 years ago. 
and a guy was on talking about the phenomenon of the local celebrity. And I was like, what's he fucking talking about? <laughs> and I was, like he was going, it's possible for creatives now to ignore the big label and be their own label and become a local celebrity and become uh, vastly more wealthy and appreciated through that model and i was quizzing my job was to quiz him on this like it was an interview panel and everyone was like kind of going what's he talking about and i was just going like how how is that even like you'll you'll have your friends like your stuff he was like no no and he kept pushing this line that like everybody who likes your stuff pays you five pounds once a month and uh, you are able to buy a house (laughs) it's never gonna happen mate Yeah, yeah, yeah here we are here we are living in our mansions, boys. Yeah. <laughs> You're living in your Julian's in his bed. Sit. I'm at my in-laws' study. <laughs> um, that was the old Stuart Lee thing, isn't it? Stuart Lee used to talk about the ten thousand fans thing, which um, mm. there is a book yeah. written on it. If you get a thousand devoted fans, you could sell like out Wembley or something because they bring people. Yeah. Something like that. There's some rule to it, yeah. We're thousand, living in it. We're living 1, in thousand, it. yeah. We're living it's, in it. And have you like fiddled I, with your I, wire again, Julian? It's gone a bit. No. All right. It went a bit. I thought it went a bit down. Like. Uh, oh, I, I haven't. So. Yeah, not to not to blow <laughs> blow smoke, not to blow smoke up too many patrons' arses, but like, if you are a patron, you're listening, you're watching this now. Consider looking at some other people as well. Like if you can throw a fiver in, don't tell them, mate. Don't tell them to support other people. There's no one else. There's no one else. Don't don't leave us. There's no one else. You don't leave. Um, No, I uh, I know. I I actually think a lot of people who are patrons of podcasts and things like that tend to have a couple. They they I think they tend to be like right. I like these. I like these. I like this person. Like so they sort of and I think it's really nice. It is a lovely sort of. uh, I suppose Mm. it's that thing. We sort. It's hard to ever see it from the other side in it because we're you know it's even comedians i i'm often i often do gigs or shows at festivals and uh and i basically come off stage and a part of me is like i still I, you could have a great gig everyone's loved it you've loved being on stage and i still part of me thinks why did they come and see me like you just always have that little <laughs> sort of sense of i still i because it's hard to ever put yourself in the, the mind of the other person going oh, i'm gonna go watch that comedian i like I yeah. had that on stage, man. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, and I actually had it at, is that the Canal Theatre Cafe? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Canal Cafe, I remember so I, that place. Yeah. Do you remember that room? Yeah. Uh, they used to do Edinburgh previews, and I remember doing a preview. It was going well, and then kind of, do you, have either of you ever had this moment where you're on stage going, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you're you're occasionally when somebody goes, oh, well, let's just kick in a ball into a net. That's all football is. Like, what is it? Yeah, I had yeah. fully had that moment up there going, I'm here talking into a mic and you're there listening. Yeah. And I was like, it makes no like, sense. It doesn't make it. I completely. I I I, I, I always have that problem with it. I don't really understand. Like when I'm on stage, I'm all right though. I don't get it on stage. <laughs> no, it's always. But, I, I don't but have just it on generally, stage. like, what is the what is the job? What is the definition of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like, it isn't just to make them laugh. Like, 
It's more, it's something, I don't know, what is it? I am, um, last week. I suppose last, that is it, isn't it? Just well, to make them laugh. You're not me, you shouldn't, you shouldn't ever really be able to define, you know, it. I like the magic of it in that it does, shouldn't make sense that one person walks on stage, starts talking, and at the end of certain sentences, everyone goes, ha, 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 ha. It sounds <laughs> mental, right? But um, what I, I was chatting last week, uh, last Wednesday night, I did a thing called the Oxfam Gala, which is in Melbourne. It's basically there's two galas before the festival and they go out on television and they're big shows in a big theatre and it's quite a prestigious thing. And I've done it before, so like I know what to, what to expect. But it's one of them gigs where you can feel totally fine in the run up to it, confident. I've got my set together, I've workshopped it at a couple of gigs. You know, you've got to do four minutes as a TV sort of spot. But it's happened every time I've done it or any gig that is recorded, filmed, important. Um, where I have a great day of being relaxed and like I'm ready for it, man. I'm gonna fucking smash this, and then I go. I have makeup done and all that. Two minutes before going on stage, I go into a full existential crisis. When I go, like, it's almost like I stop and go, "Who do you think you are <laughs> to come out there and think you can do this?" And I was chatting to a 100%. few other comics. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was chatting to a few people like Zoe Coombs' mom. Me and her. She's a brilliant comic. We had a really funny chat later on in the evening about it where she said she has exactly the same thing. And it's that's when I have my moment of going, mm. what what is what am I doing here? What why would I possibly choose this as a life? Yeah, like it is imposter syndrome on another level. Oh, it's it, 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 like biblical levels. I literally have yeah, a two-minute meltdown. It's good to do that in a way, though, because you kind of then you find an answer and get a bit of clarity as well. Yeah, mm. if you meditate or whatever, and then you yeah. go out there and do the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, but they're normal. It's normal. It's a lot of pressure, isn't it? I had it before. I did that gig at Wembley Arena a, few, a couple of years ago. Like, I was in the I was in the dressing room, and I I, I couldn't get a handle on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I just did a couple of big gigs before it, like that, that the week before, like I did the Hammersmith and stuff. But I just couldn't, like the, the like the baseline to the music was just vibrating oh, through through the tunnel, like little old dressing rooms, like Kylie Minogue's poster. <laughs> and I just couldn't, like the baseline was so, you know what I mean? And now I had to go out to no compare. Oh man! And I just, I had to, I put this like audio meditation in where it really centers you. And I just was like, I was like, I was a bit dreamy. I was so present. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. like weird and a, a bit like weird. It was just, I wasn't thinking and I it, don't know, it was bizarre. Yeah. But I really why... had a crisis about half yeah. an hour before stage time. <laughs> yeah, but you can see why like footballers and that and boxers have bad days. Yeah, because 100%. It could just be... It just, well, Tyson the moment used to got do it before he went to, into the ring, didn't he? He used to picture them as big massive monsters gonna kill him and then once he got into the ring it's like oh okay yeah he's actually, he, yeah. you know what i mean like you build it up so yeah. when you're on it it's like oh it's just this yeah it's i suppose fine. that's also why some it's people have routine fun, isn't it? yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i, I think that's why some people them laugh of, yeah some people have like pace around like you know like there's some comics, people like Russell Kane's a good example of somebody who's got so much nervous energy before he goes on. You watch him pacing around the dressing room and knocking back his coffee and all that. He's got a, def, like, yeah, a routine to, cause to deal Evans with his. Lee Evans is like that as well, isn't he? Yeah, there's he? people that have to do certain things to get over that moment. Because there's some yeah. comics, the only comics who just don't give a fuck. You know, there's loads yeah. of them old war well, They're doing a crossword the and they're like, yeah. hang on a sec, they're going... 
do a gig, come back, finish in the crossroads. Yeah, I wonder though, is that the way to do it? Like, I, wonder, I don't know. I wonder if that's it. Like that, yeah, you can have your nights like that, but really the sweet spot is treating it much more like this is what I'm doing. I know, like, but you've got it. to have a bit of the excitement and the well, nerves. Of course. Otherwise, of course. I think that suggests did there's you watch something the Britney missing. Spears documentary? I did, yeah. Like, to me, like, that's just a horror show of a, a situation. But I, I watched it, watching it, I've said this for years, is that, like, if fame doesn't fuck you up, if it doesn't make you go mad, then, you're then you were mad to begin yeah, with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, such if an you don't find thing. this shit weird. Yeah. <laughs> you think this is the proper order. This is yes. the way it should be. Yeah, Everyone yeah. should be waiting on me hand and foot and like nodding every time and laughing at all my jokes regardless yeah. of whether they're funny. You're fucking weird. Well. Yeah. It'll drive you mad. Yeah. You, I, you, you, yeah. Did you have a sim I had a similar thing with that documentary than I had not not to the same degree, but um with the Amy Winehouse documentary where I was never a fan of Amy Winehouse's music when she was alive, sadly, because because of all well, the tabloid had, shit. Album with like rehab and that. No, it? because basically, because of all the tabloid stuff, I saw that before I heard her music. So I made this leap in my head that oh, she's just some pop star. The tabloids are like following around, and yeah, same. And obviously, I think you know now in hindsight, I've listened to her stuff and I've watched that documentary. Actually, I've realised she was, you know, she was cool and her music was like, yeah, she was creative and all that. Britney Spears, similar thing, because like, I just always saw her as this pop star and the tabloids chasing around. I just never had any understanding of them as a person. And then you watch the documentary mm-hmm. and you sort of realise that they, A, they were so young when they started in the industry. They grew up in it. And obviously it's going to fuck people up. Yeah. And like, it just yeah. totally changes your opinion of, yeah, and who, of that. Oh, that's just saw. some pop star. Yeah, who we saw was the meat after it had gone through the meat grinder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, vegan podcast. Uh, vegan podcast. <laughs> the tofu. <laughs> I went through the tofu grinder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, um, uh, the, the Amy Winehouse documentary is like, if you haven't watched this and you're listening to this, like, make it make a point to watch that tonight. Oh it's man! Just, but I'm prepare yourself. Yeah, prepare yourself though, because I mean, it done it's on me Netflix, in. Isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, like it properly oh. done me in for you know. The, I I walked home from the cinema in pieces. Like, I walked home like yeah. Anyone would have McCaffrey seen me. said the same thing. They, I, the people would have thought I'd have just gone through some sort of bereavement the way I was walking yeah. home from that cinema. Like it was. Yeah, now people were crying on the way out, like to stop to cry outside the cinema, oh, <laughs> just breaking yeah. down. Yeah. I've it never seen so anything avoidable. like it. So avoidable. That's I haven't seen thing. anything like that since after Julian's Wembley gig. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> just me. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hard going. I am. <laughs> anyway, so, so what is your special? The one you put out is it is is it the one about your brother, or is it a different no. show? It's a it's no, a, it's different, a different, show. different show. That, that was the previous show. Um, yeah, I mean that show that you did is is such a big topic to talk about. Mm. Um, yeah, but, so you know, donate you gave, a kidney to my brother. You have, you have a kidney yeah. to your brother, yeah. which yeah, is a, a, a birthday present. Or did he? Did he need yeah, it? Yeah, he really needed it. He did really need. <laughs> was not it just one of those brothers who wants everything you have? So like, give me that. <laughs> a threatening package. You owed him ten grand. <laughs> yeah. um, that is. Obviously, so he, he, 
he had a all kidney know. problem and you gave him a kidney, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, there's obviously a lot more to it than that. But uh, yeah, that was this that was the scenario. And next week is uh, Organ Donor Awareness Week in Ireland. And I've been doing interviews to create an episode specifically about this because everyone's story is different. Uh, the woman that I spoke to yesterday is like a courts reporter in Ireland who's very well known and her nephew uh, needed one. And she was very much like me that she was like, well, like, obviously, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a perfect. Like, for was a there lot any of kind of doubt in like your that. mind? Did you have to think it through or was it just like, I'm going well, to. No. I went to my GP and he said, don't do it. <laughs> well, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that would probably put some doubt in your mind. <laughs> Maybe he like, wanted it. I was like, "Why?" And he was like, "He was like, because it tears families apart." And oh, I was like, we fuck off, mate. Really? You know what else tears families apart? One member of the family dying. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, he was just a very strange person. And you meet you meet people who, when you've agreed to do it, who are there's usually two camps. One is that's amazing, you're amazing, that's so cool, good luck with that. And then there's the group of people like, oh, geez, uh, that's risky. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure about that? And like, and I'd the say second it's based a lot on how they feel about their own family, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and how little thought, they know about the I thought it would bring a lot of, of it's a very positive, amazing thing to do, I think. Like, oh, yeah. show him I'm amazing. how much you care as well. <laughs> yeah, look, at the, uh, the end of the day, I keep saying to people that, like, it was a no brainer. I was like, absolutely, I'm in great health. I knew I could do it. I knew that it would work and that I was the best candidate but like there's the other side to it is that like I really felt like I got a lot from it too uh like I 10 grand 10 grand yeah <laughs> get to bang his wife <laughs> he owes you the biggest favor ever mate when you call that shit in it's gonna be like you're gonna literally have just like it'll be a hit and run you're like mate I need I need help Hey, can I have your Netflix password? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's massive. It's, it's, I mean, but it's also yeah. totally, you know, the fact is, I presume you've, you know, obviously all the, I don't know anything about the thing of, but if you've got, if you can, if they can do it and you can live absolutely fine with one, then mm. it's, it's, what's it's stopping cool. you? Yeah. Like well, organ donors tend to live longer than people that don't donate just on you, average because they is tend to that take a psychological thing. I was about to say, is it a psychological nice thing? People, they do though, and generally a bit more body conscious. Well, and well afterwards, anyway. you're definitely a bit more like this is a lot of variables. Very lucky. Yeah. Um, you feel very, very lucky that like you were able to do it. And like, it's a hard one to even talk about because you're like, it's four, it's four years ago now. And uh, we definitely like if people saw that show. It was called Organ Freeman. And <laughs> great, I remember that. It's a great <laughs> list. <laughs> Still one of my favorite names. And it, it did talk about you know there was a there was there's more to my story than I obviously have time to go into now because of kind of different uh, medical situations throughout my family, and it's never it's never just as simple as yeah well that makes sense it just isn't. Because there is a chance you can die in there. A small cool. chance you can uh, of die course. in the surgery. Yeah. But I don't know about you two, but one of the big deal breakers for me and one of the best parts of it was that I often walk around prior to it trying to convince the world that I'm a good person and like worrying about, oh, people will think I'm a prick if I do that. I don't worry about that at all anymore. <laughs> oh, you've got, you mean you've got so much, almost like so much karma in the bank. <laughs> 
that it's oh, like yeah, 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 yeah. set man i have a certificate i have a scar yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. go carry it around with you if anyone holds me a selfish break <laughs> i'll I'm see like, your driving license find. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it, you know there there is that like that's funny side to it that like you do like you've done something for someone else that is nothing to for you like yeah it, it, there's no there's nothing so how come we don't gain. need both kidneys then um i think we can adapt deal with that really god so well it's a, it's a very very good question uh the the second kidney uh will you know in the same way as if you didn't have one arm this arm would get stronger i suppose you don't need two arms yeah so the, the kidney you don't need any limbs <laughs> Take them both out. You don't Take need anything, kidney. do you? Like, <laughs> just this. Except for like a heart or anything. <laughs> and a brain. <laughs> just a brain. And you're fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, that's good. the deal anyway. Uh, yeah. I so mean, the other one, I, it, one does uh, then overcompensate. It doubles okay, cool. in size, apparently. So yeah. we are using both kidneys, um, like if you've got two, uh, like, or you're just using one and one is waiting to... Work. No, you're usually you using two. You like it's, can it's measure distributing the, it. It's not like a spare wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of them 50 a, mile an hour wheels. It's moody as Spare battery. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Moody little thin kidney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can, only do, <laughs> can only walk 50 metres with <laughs> I fucking hate them wheels, man. Just put a proper spare wheel in the back <laughs> of the car, man. What, honestly, when they brought it in, it was like, that was the, one of the Saving biggest... Saving two inches in your boot. shameless take. Absolute piss Give take, me a real will, Why make man. it yellow as well? Just you have to drive around with it. Just everyone looking at our gutted man. I've got a puncture. I've got a puncture. I've got a. Um, I, uh, yeah. Hmm. What they, they don't take out. Uh, they don't take out his shit kidneys. So he's got three. Really? Yeah, and I've got one. So how do so... they? What? How do they add? What they just add a kidney to yeah, the really... the area? Yeah, look, the technical... How come they didn't take it out because there's no need? And complicates it's things, more, yeah. It's, it's, more more it's more risky than if they leave them in. Yeah. Makes yeah, sense. Apparently, yeah. And so, they just hope the so new the, one, that one sort of has a, has a word with her. <laughs> Girls, come on, let's <laughs> sort this <laughs> yeah. shit yeah. out. Yeah, and how is he now? In, in his body accepted it properly and... Yeah. So welcome I mean, to you, the family. <laughs> well, you've got to take a whole load... Well, it doesn't necessarily welcome it to the family. Like Plenty of people will have it rejected. That's a big problem. Yeah. So you have to take all these immunosuppressants because your body thinks that oh, there's a foreign thing in here. I've got to try and kill it. Uh, so you take a load of immunosuppressants. So you, you know, he'll take them for a lot of his life, all of his life. And uh, but look, the the prognosis wasn't good for him. They reckoned he was very close to going on dialysis, and the fact that we prevented him going on dialysis, yeah, yeah. which is a miserable way to live. Yes, yeah, bad. Part of me thinks maybe we should have let him go on dialysis for a little bit, just so that he could see. <laughs> so he's grateful now. <laughs> just to hammer it home, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he's he's doing great. He's doing great and uh, fit and healthy. T- top of the list for the vaccine. Yeah. So he's all vaccinated up to his teeth, and uh, and so am I. I was up there in group six as well. I got me little because bing, bing. because of the kidney. Yeah, boy. Oh, really? Fucking hell. Yeah. 
What similarly, if your kidney fails on you now as a donor, you go to the top of the list. Oh, if you've so only got nice. one, you've already donated one. You go to the top of the way to get one. Sweet ass. So if you yeah, had, you, you, if you had one or both, what, what? How many vaccines have you had? One, the one first so dose. far, and the next one's due in May or June. What's when's um, your next one due, Julian? I don't know. I left the card in my car, but I must check. <laughs> well, I've got asthma, but I still didn't think. I mean, it's not like use really the card bad. to make roaches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold it to some bloke in the street. Roll it up and sniff a line. <laughs> but, um, but I think it's twelve weeks after, so I, I don't. It must have been about five, six yeah, weeks ago. I I it's about six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, well, that's what's the latest. I've done that classic thing of the moment I left the country, what, five weeks, six weeks ago. I've just not looked at a single bit of home news. They've I'll done over 25 million vaccines. I mean, they've done that well, haven't they? The vaccine rollout. But I do um, think they have. I do think, do you think that they, I know they deserve some credit for that. But the fact that I think that is to make up for the mismanagement of the last year, I think it does have to be tempered with. Uh, yeah, they yeah, still yeah, fucked it. You know, I mean, being here really hits home how much we fucked it in the UK. Like in terms of, mm. like uh, you know, shutting ev- down ev- early. Everything here is so normal. Like the only thing you're meant to wear a mask in the supermarkets, masks on trains. That's it, right? That's the only thing that would make you even notice there was anything going on. Yeah, and they're just th- um, this Friday. They're uh, you don't have to wear them in supermarkets anymore. That's being dropped because they don't need it. So like it's just this it's weird. So yeah. I didn't realise how different it would be here. Really, I knew things were sort of open a bit, but I thought there'd be much more mass distancing, funny business, and it's not. It's they're they're literally back to normal essentially. Man, but like there's a there's a whole thing, and Julian, I don't know if you go along with this, but this whole thing of AstraZeneca causes clots just seemed so weird to me just seemed so well loads of things cause clots worse don't they like um the women the the pill that women have like the pregnancy what i mean is what i mean is there's a big row going on between the eu and astrazeneca yeah well, maybe I will spread a rumor about your product. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have well, no stats, proof of that. Well, it's like you have no proof. Yeah, yeah. The numbers are so small. It's that classic thing of like, you know, I think I, I understand people are sort of going to be cynical or going to sort of question the, the narrative. That's what people do nowadays because we've got too much time on our hands and we've got YouTube, so we watch bollocks, right? But, you know, the, the amount, if they've, if they've done 25 million people, and fucking what, seventeen or something have had a blood look like that. The 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 chances that that is coincidence is so high. <laughs> like it's beyond the beyond the chance that it's coincidence. It's like, you know what I mean? It's them numbers. It's, that's not saying seventeen people having a problem isn't bad, but you do have to look at the actual number it's set against to get some sort of context. Yeah. Like, I. I also am really conscious of the Irish situation here. Like, well, yeah, what's going on in Ireland? I've, I've, I've seen the odd little well, thing that it's just not, well, it's not, the not like, doing it too um, well currently. Yeah, well, the, here's an example of a thing that will get announced in Ireland. 10,000 more vaccines arrived in Ireland today. You, sorry, what? Like 
10, 10,000. 10,000. <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought I missed you there. <laughs> yeah. I'll do 10, like one postcode like... in sort of, not, in a, not even a major city. <laughs> there's there's a, a crowd a, at Wembley, man. You're doing 10,000 a week in the, in the, you know, the town hall next to me. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You're going, how is that? And like, that's basically the story across Europe. And then, you know, Boris, like the Augustus loop of vaccines, like <laughs> it's just like drinking all of the vaccines from the lake, ruining it for everyone else. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, I'm not sharing. I'm not sharing. And that's yeah, like, that yeah. seems to be the core of this. Like, is that he, what it is? Yeah. That like, yeah, fucking like, well, here's the thing as well. Right. Northern Ireland has no border. So you're going to vaccinate everybody in Northern Ireland. Yeah, it just, it just literally. You just... you have to take a two island strategy there. You just yeah, have yeah, yeah. to. That and he's like, no. You're like, well, yeah. how's about you just give us seven vaccines, seven million vaccines? And, you know, we'll call it reparations for the famine. Yeah. And <laughs> come on, leave it. We'll at call that. it quits then for the rest. Yeah. We won't moan for a, about any of the other shit. Just leave. Just if leave us be. If he did that, he would never have to buy a pint in Ireland. Ever yeah, 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 again. yeah. And if somebody would just say that to him, just get to Mars and be like, look, man, think about it. Any pub, you'd be a fucking hero in Ireland. And that's all he's, a, he's, a, so, he's obsessed with legacy, isn't he? Well, yeah, like totally he he's wants obsessed with people liking Churchill. him. He hates. Yes. And you know, I'd say he not even forget it. Churchill. His obsession with being liked is what's made him make so many mistakes in the last year. And him delaying giving bad news. The Christmas thing where he acted like it was going to be fine. Up to the day before, he had to say, no, Christmas is cancelled. was because he didn't want to be the guy, the bad guy. So if yeah, somebody yeah. said to him, look, mate, you know, Irish, they don't like the English, but they could like <laughs> you if you fix this. You. The whole yeah. country would go, I, I sure he's a lovely fellow, that Boris. You know, 100%. 100%. So, 100%. So this, this well, might here's be a... Irish people would say, uh, no, the English have been very fucking tough on us over the years now. Very fucking hard. Now, Boris, different. <laughs> He's different. <laughs> here's a, here's a stupid question. Do you vote? Or have what? you got your, like, in for Boris? Is that where his voters are? No. Oh, do no. Are you fucking kidding me? Is it, are you honestly asking me, is Ireland part of Britain? <laughs> that was a, a joke. Um, but like... <laughs> Just going to be one of them bits that get snipped out the old audio, <laughs> No, but that's that's why he doesn't. It's not in his priority, isn't it? No, sure. Look, we're a fucking independent state. But, you know, as far as he's concerned, that's none of my fuck business. Yeah, and also, yeah. there'd be a load of Tories that are going mad, going, "What are you doing, giving away our vaccines?" Yeah, yeah. But, like yeah. it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, and it's very, very hard for Irish people to to watch this unfold. Because look, our, our governments are brilliant at going abroad. And getting companies like Apple and Google yeah, yeah, and yeah. PayPal to invest in our Tax country. Breaks. Uh, oh, like you wouldn't believe. There's a huge case going on with Ireland at the moment about a tax break that we gave to Apple. And the EU is like, that wasn't okay. Um, but we all got you... free iPads. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone a bit quiet, Carl. <laughs> Yeah, your mic's a bit fucked yeah, up, yeah. I think. Are you fiddling with it? Are you I'm fiddling? Not fiddling with anything. I think um There we there go. There you go. It's back. I don't know what I did. I didn't change. I didn't touch anything now. Just 
I think it was yeah. my. Um, I think it's actually my but voice. Like, well, if you if you're able to argue hardball <laughs> to get these companies into your country, including Pfizer, like Pfizer has a factory a mile from my childhood home. The fuck? How the? What the? Irish people are like what the? How can you not? Your Pfizer is based in Ireland. So How? what are they doing? Are they what making it and then shipping it out? That might be the Viagra factory, though. Eh? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that is that actually is the truth. Like that is the Viagra oh factory. Oh my god! <laughs> and big uh, phallic building. Yeah. <laughs> How pop is it popular? Is is Viagra booming in Ireland in the last? What do you think? Oh, <laughs> you know. I suppose it's not. This the... is a country where you couldn't get Playboy until 1994. <laughs> right. Shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it is hard to believe some of those facts when you know just how backward it is, and just it, it goes into you by osmosis all of that shit, and uh, you're still trying to shake it off a little bit. It's some the shame, and some of the shame is like I firmly believe that some of this is they they don't want to raise their head above the parapet. They're they're in the EU line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, for everyone that argued against Brexit, this is proof for all those people that said, no, we can make our own deals. We can do it on our own. It's the killer. It is, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you can't sort of... Uh, and argue with them now. You can't argue with them. It's actually... that It shows there is certain benefits. You know, even yeah. if long-term there might be loads of negatives... Mm. You can't argue with the fact that this one, you're just there like, oh, okay, you guys, <laughs> it worked out that time. I'll give you that. Um, and it might, you know, I'm, I've sort of, I'm never, I, I voted to stay in the EU for, mm-hmm. for ease. <laughs> I'm lazy. Yeah. I don't want to have to fill out a form to go to fucking <laughs> France. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I've, I don't, I've never understood these sort of, the, the weirdly like madly, pro eu also totally don't understand anyone that was really anti EU. but like then people that sort of there'll be people that are eating and it's eating them up that the eu are being cunts <laughs> because it go it sort of undermines their argument that the eu is this sort of lovely um yeah. sort of benevolent state when it's yeah. actually it's ultimately who, uh, a trading block of capitalist yeah. countries yeah but anyway i have an uncle who's who's high up in the european court for justice and i mean i think it's killing them like it has to be <laughs> it's like brutal yeah, we we have a family zoom call and he's like yeah yeah i mean i don't uh, I, don't, I don't really want to talk about it what's going on in europe because i that's i've so again this my the little pockets of news i keep as i've seen now and again i heard like a lot of europe's going back into lockdown and shit and it well, like, uh, Italy part? has, yeah. Italy has. Yeah. Isn't, I heard sort of France maybe. and Germany. France. Oh, yeah, they, again, they're not getting the vaccinations done at the same level as the UK. Shit. And, and that's that's the thing, right? That like they're just not getting those numbers down. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, UK numbers are going through the floor because so many people are vaccinated. Like the last count in my town here, there's two cases. What's the um? What's the the latest from all the sort of anti-vaxxers and all that that are saying it's all like this is all a, a hoax? What, <laughs> They're still they, around, yeah. What's there? But what's their take on the fact that since the vaccination thing in the UK is going like the well, UK's it could on, be lot, 
lockdown as well. But they, there's always other countries uh, that are, I haven't get that are in lockdown but not getting the vaccinations. Clearly, there's their there's cases always are still an high. answer with a conspiracy. There always though. is an answer. Everything yeah. is always within the conspiracy. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay, and yeah. in the end, the world is flat, and the you know reptilians yeah, yeah, live yeah, yeah. in Buckingham yeah. Palace. <laughs> I remember when the uh, the vaccine first came out, and Jim Jeffries doing a tweet saying. These fucking entry vexes better stick to their fucking guns, man. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And there is a part of me that thinks we need that phone line. You know, the way you could ring and say, my neighbor's having six people in his back garden. Yeah. You should have a phone line for people that talked shit about the vaccine <laughs> for the past year. Grass up. Ring them up, yeah. Tony in 27 said... He thinks he's already had it, and even then, he wouldn't take a vaccine. Great, end of the queue for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just pop him back of the fucking line. And I know I've been doing stand up about this for ages that vaccinating old people is a stupid idea. That you know, not all old people are nice. Uh, so <laughs> we, we should just Cut stop the out. assumption that they all deserve it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just find the nice ones vaccinate them get the other constant go no yeah, yeah. You, you you can wait you can i reckon wait I, re- I still reckon that the number of like anti-vax types the like you hear a lot of it but i actually think percentage wise i'd say it's a small small minority Very of small. that group but that a lot of the a lot of it is contrarians who would be like no mm. i'm not putting that in my body i don't know what's in it the moment it comes to like june and it, somebody says to them, like, if you want to go on holiday to fucking Benidorm, mate, you got to get your vaccine. They'll be getting, they'll be running down the clinic. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> don't give a shit, mate. If you're a contrarian who's just sort of likes just chatting shit, hey, you know, you're not that tied to the opinion, I don't 100%. think. hundred percent. So and I, also, I reckon, this is the thing, they'll do it real sneaky. Oh, totally. There'll be, lo- there'll be loads of people online who go on about this shit who are definitely going to get it. <laughs> Secretly... Oh actually a bit like oh fuck well actually everyone's getting it i might as well like patrick healty on irish man abroad the other week and he made a great point that like you've probably heard this before but it's that uh people used to write in toilets like they used to write on the doors (laughs) (laughs) now it's twitter now it's twitter he said and everyone's got the he said if you if you went into a toilet you could judge people's opinions based on their their spelling their penmanship (laughs) The substance that they'd use to write yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that everyone's got the same font and everyone's got spell checks. So you don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. Everyone seems seems pretty legit. Um, but it is the toilet. It's it the is. Toilet. It's just like, fucking, yeah, it's madness. Are you on? Are you still on there? Are you both still on there? Yeah. On the toilet, easy. yeah. <laughs> my phone number. Loving it. <laughs> she was loads, of, loads of burner accounts on Twitter that he does his anti back <laughs> stuff in. <laughs> He's got his own numbers you, after his name. You and a few people that left Twitter actually, just because it was just too much. Uh, Julian, do you remember we did those? We nearly did those Christmas gigs. Yeah, we where was that? Carl at, we did uh, one, uh, didn't we? We did. We were staying at like a travel lodge on the side of a motorway, fucking middle of nowhere. I don't know. I actually tried to blank it out of my memory. Do you ever do that with gigs? It, where you take it, it and you put it in the trash and you try not to let it imprint on the on the main hard drive yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just let that gig disappear uh i don't know where it was i don't want to remember where it was but we went into uh we had to drive then we had to drive like what was it eight miles to get to the show from the hotel Fucking hell. and we get there and it is a nightclub and carl 
it was colder than a meat freezer. Oh, in, God. In, in it was cold nightclub. there, yeah. It was a cavernous nightclub. 50-foot ceilings, dance floor, freezing. Everyone in coats, hats, and People scarves. went into the toilet Honda. to warm their hands up on the dryer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that oh. is true. They were that nice people, though. The staff, everyone was really nice, weren't they? And the booker's a lovely guy. And like, I hate when they're nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To cover up for how it shit quite, the gig It was is. quite weirdly fun stuff like that, though. But it? were the gigs, were the, yeah, were the audience, despite being freezing, were they? They were good, fine. actually. Yeah. But like, there wasn't many, was and they were. What was annoying was the next night. So it was a two night booking. <laughs> the oh, next God. night, we had to stay in the hotel for the whole fucking day, knowing full well they're going to pull the second night. Right. So Julian and I had to stay at the hotel, this manky Alan Partridge hotel. <laughs> we get down to the venue at half seven, they pull the gig and we have to drive home. Oh. Like I, fuck, I mean, I, I mean, that's the stuff where I'm like, I don't miss the road. I don't no, miss it at all. I don't, you know, I don't. The mic's gone again, Carl. Oh, fucking hell. What's happening here? You're fiddling with it again. I'm not, I didn't, <laughs> these aren't, these aren't anything to do with it. It's just headphones. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. I need to. Pro- it might be my USB cables being funny. Um, yeah, I don't miss the. I don't miss the. Yeah, those sorts of when you do them little periods where it's like one night you're in Norwich, one night you're in Cardiff. You know, you just do them weird little. And you only the... book hotels, different ones for each night. I yeah. sometimes do that, and then you're out in a in a sort of bit of a bleak town from yeah, like yeah. midday. Oh, no. yeah, just doing loops of just fucking shops you know what i mean there's only so many times you can look around h&m sale and you're like fuck you know um we should wrap it up oh, we've just seen yeah, the time man. great chat yeah, it's flown by um obviously people can access your podcast which is now fully on patreon isn't it yeah everything is there and there's exclusive there's three episodes a week two are exclusive to the patrons and then the main show the, we put out 30 minutes of it oh cool the, pleb, oh, that's the, good. the plebs on itunes plebs. <laughs> um and your and people can watch us what's your special called notions 11 that's good you're good you're good at a, good at a pun i will the old say old <laughs> no uh, that's on the rte player and that's fully just a year literally a year ago filmed just before lockdown where was it filmed? Uh, I would love it in Vicker Street. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I would love people to watch that. But you know Vicker Street. It's such a great yeah. room. I've never played it, um, oh. but I know it well. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, that'd be great. So people can find it on uh, the RTE player. Um, do we need to do any admin, Julian? Just tell people so they can see extra stuff on our Patreon. <coughs> yeah, um, the video this. Videos. Uh, all videos. episodes. Just general chit Previews. Yeah. Um, we'll do a get together soon as well. We'll get yeah, loads yeah, of patrons yeah, yeah. We can do it soon. Next week. Easter weekend, really, I reckon, it'll be nice. Really fun, isn't it? Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, I, let, let me put live a tiny, tiny little more plug. If people yeah, are go interested, for it. right? So I, I don't know what your opinions are on Zoom comedy shows, right? I quite, I uh, like them, mate. I'm, I'm all like for them. Well. Right. Well, we'll have to have both of you on because I do one on a Friday night called Return of the Crack, and this week. Our guests are Josh Whittacombe, Justin Moorhouse, Tom Stade, and Deborah Francis White. That's a, a bit of a, a lineup. Darrow Breen did it last week, and Joe Wilkinson and these people have been on. Like we've been getting ridiculous lineups, and all of the profits from the show 
go to frontline charities and frontline workers get in free. So if you're in retail, you're working in frontline in retail, you fucking need a laugh at the end of these weeks. Uh, you can get in free to our show, returnofthecrack.com. And it is like, you'll see it when you guys do it. We've bust our ass to make this look and feel like a proper show. Yeah, yeah. So it, it it's not going to feel like a work phone call. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what, you know, that's, that's what the... you want to avoid. A business meeting. Yeah, <laughs> that, that this looks this looks and feels great, sounds great. We figured out the sound and everything and Oh, cool. Uh, shout out to Rob Broderick for helping us with that. He, he's the he's the knows his, knows his tech that. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um cool all right people can check that out but that's it man thanks for coming on and having a chat thank you for having me thanks for joining and, um, and we'll see you soon listeners thanks for tuning in um that's it end of the episode Bye. have a great week